गुड मॉर्निंग गुड मॉर्निंग मिशिंग यू वंडरफुल वेंसडे अहेड वेलकम टू टूडेज एपिसोड ऑफ मॉर्निंग वेल्थ दिस विल बी द थर्ड लास्ट एपिसोड दैट आई विल बी डूइंग थ्री थिंग्स वी आर टॉकिंग अबाउट टूडे टर्न अराउंड ट्यूजडे एवर ग्रांड ग्रुप वॉट्स हैपनिंग एंड अर्निंग्स फ्रॉम नेटफ्लिक्स एंड आई बी एम वेल इट वॉज अगेन बाई द डिप एंड वी हेव स्पोकन अबाउट दिस इन द पास मेनी एपिसोड्स एवरी करेक्शन दैट वी सींग इन द मार्केट इज बींग बॉट इन टू विगरेसली दैट्स वॉट हैपन येस्टडे एज वेल US stocks rose sharply on Tuesday following the worst trading session in months on Monday the Dow was up 1.6% the S&P was up 1.5 and Nasdaq was up about 1.6 all three indexes are within 2% of their July 12 records underscoring the strength of the rally that powered equity markets in the first half of the year the S&P 500 has climbed about 15% in 2021 the Dow was up about 13% in a low interest rate environment those returns are hard for many investors to resist investors were buying the dip on tuesday value stocks which are more sensitive to changes in the economy rebounded the most after falling the hardest on monday still most stocks were seeing at least some gain with 90% of the s&p 500 stocks in the green this is according to factset data In Europe the Euro stock 600 was also up about 0.5% following Monday's 2.3% decline the index's biggest drop since December the Nikkei 225 closed 1% lower its fifth consecutive loss other asian indexes including the Hang Seng also pulled back the yield on the 10 year treasury note rose to about 1.21 on Tuesday after falling nearly 12 basis points the day before The price of oil also rose about 1.36% to about 67.32 a barrel. In terms of sectors, 10 of the 11 sectors of the S&P 500 rose, led by the industrial and financials group, which had fared poorly a day earlier. Industrials in fact gained 2.7% in the sector's best day since November 2020. Small caps were not left behind as well. Shares of small companies which tend to be sensitive to the strength of the economy beat their larger counterparts on Tuesday. The Russell 2000 small cap index advanced about 3% for the best day since March 1st. Travel stocks were among the day's top performers, suggesting many investors had reconsidered Monday's fears that the Delta variant could disrupt the continued economic reopening. American Airlines was up 8.4%, Norwegian was up about 8.3%. One factor that could support continued gains by stocks is the brightening expectations for corporate earnings. Forecasts have risen since earnings season kicked off in earnest last week with analysts now projecting that profits for S&P 500 companies rose 70% in the second quarter from a year earlier, a time when much of the economy had been brought to a standstill by the pandemic. With about 11% of the S&P 500 companies having reported, investors will pass results in the coming days and weeks. Moving on to what's happening at the Evergrande Group, debt-saddled Chinese property developer Evergrande has long been one of those so-called grey rhinos in China's debt markets, an obvious long-standing danger that no one quite knows how to address, but it could be hugely disruptive if the worst-case scenario came into fruition. The company has managed to defy warnings of disaster for years but its latest round of troubles may be harder to finesse. Beijing is unlikely to allow a disorderly unwinding of all of the company's massive debts but that doesn't mean all investors will be safe if things keep going south. 
Chinese regulators have substantial ability to corral debtors and creditors onshore and force them to come to an agreement. How an offshore default could unfold, however, is anyone's guess. A court order freezing about just 20 million of China Evergrande's assets requested by one of its lenders triggered the latest panic. In Hong Kong, the listed shares fell about 25% in the last two days, while its bond prices have sank deeper. Evergrande's dollar-denominated bonds maturing in 2023 now yield more than 35%. Evergrande said that the loan in question isn't due until 2022 March and that it will sue the bank for abusing legal procedures. But the fact that a 20 million asset freeze is enough to wipe 4.2 billion of Evergrande's market value says a lot about its financial predicament. It hints at the anxiety of its lenders, which could kick off a downward spiral if others seek similar remedies. This is the analysis that I read out of Wall Street Journal. Moving on to earnings from IBM and a detailed cover on Netflix. IBM was up about 1.5% after reporting a profit of 2.33 a share, beating estimates for a 2.29 a share on sales of about 18.75 billion, which was above expectations of 18.3 billion. Netflix shares were down as much as 3% in late trading Tuesday before pairing losses after the streaming video services company provided lighter than expected guidance for subscriber growth. The company continues to absorb the huge user growth experience during the pandemic. Netflix also confirmed recent reports that it is in the early stages of expanding into streaming video games with an initial focus on mobile devices. For the June quarter, Netflix posted a revenue of about 7.3 billion in line with guidance and up 19% from a year ago. Profits were at 2.97 a share, below the company's forecast of about 3.16 a share. Netflix said results in the latest quarter included a 63 million non-cash unrealized loss related to the company's euro-denominated debt. Netflix added 1.51 million new net subscribers in the quarter, ahead of the company's forecast of 1 million net ads. Overall, Netflix has 209.2 million subscribers. Operating margin in the quarter was 25.2, up from 22.1 a year ago, and down from 27.4 in the March quarter. Free cash flow was a loss of 175 million, a reversal of Netflix's positive free cash flow of 692 million in the March quarter as the company accelerated production of new content. Netflix said it bought back about 1 million shares in the quarter for about 500 million at an average cost of about $500 a share. The company said it continues to expect to be free cash flow break even by the full year. As we discussed previously, we believe we no longer need to raise external financing to fund our day-to-day -day operations, is what Netflix said. For the September quarter, Netflix is projecting a 3.5 million net subscriber ads, shy of the street's consensus forecast of about 5.6 million. The company sees revenue for the quarter of 7.48 billion in line with the street estimate, with profits of about $2.55 a share ahead of the street at about 2.17. The company also said it expects its average revenue per member will grow about 5% on a currency neutral basis in the quarter. That is the update. Stay safe and healthy and I'll speak to you tomorrow.